Cheers, big ears. And welcome to the Beach Travel Wine Podcast. We are your hosts, Leanne. And I'm Lyle. And we are not your usual travel influencers. No, we've decided we want to be travellers that travel under the influence. Okay, good joke? Reasonable. <laughs> well, there's plenty of more where that come from. So join us as we travel the world one wine at a time. Hola, mi amor. Hola, Leonita. Well, welcome back to the Beach Travel Wine Podcast, everyone. And today we are going to talk about our time in um, Aro, which is a um, in the, one of the wine regions of Spain, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's in uh, the largest wine area. It's in uh, La Rioja. La Rioja area of Spain, right. And they produced... Yeah, the most of Spanish wine? Yeah. Yeah, heaps and heaps of it. Um, now, the reason we went to Aro is because um, uh, when we were coming back to Spain, one of the places I wanted to go was to a wine region, and um, I got in contact with, um, uh, through Instagram, t- to Chris Lynch from the Spanish Wine Collective. Um, he was on the um, When in Spain podcast, and... Uh, he knows all about um, Spanish wine and Spanish wine areas, and uh, he said that um, Aro was the place to go. Um, well, well, it was a place to go close to where we were already going, you know. So we quickly did a bit of a change of plan and added um, Aro into our itinerary, didn't we? So, um, and that was from after Burgos, wasn't it? We so we headed up to to Aro from Burgos, which wasn't a very long trip, was it? No, but um, we did had, had at the start of that particular trip, we were we were catching a train um, to uh, Marianda. Miranda uh, de, de Ebro. Miranda. Miranda. Miranda de Ebro. Yeah. And um, anyway, we land called the cab and uh, we're at the front of the apartment and it didn't come for a little while, did it? Well, was it? I thought, how long will I give it before it turns up? Right. So it's seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and so at seven o'clock in the morning doesn't sound early in a, you know in, in other countries, but in Spain seven o'clock in the morning is pretty early. You don't see many people about, and so there, yeah, nothing came, nothing came, nothing came. So I rang again, <clears throat> and I said, look, I've already ordered one, but it hasn't turned up. And she basically said, yeah, right, it's coming. So two turned up. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we got on the first one, and it was about a twenty-minute. Um, a drive to the to the brand new railway station. Yeah. And um, anyway, we got there. Probably seven thirty-two. Seven thirty-two. Yeah. And the, the train station doesn't doesn't open at seven thirty. So we got there, and the cleaners were still there. And the security guard looked at me and looked at his watch, and you know, because um, our train didn't leave till eight twenty-three. I just imagined it was a a pretty big city. You know, it's a it's a train station. You know, normally people are on and off trains going. To work, going places, you know. Um, not in Burgos. No, not in Burgos. Um, anyway, I thought we might get a coffee or something too, but there would be no chance of that. Like oh, half the lights weren't even on. So we no. <laughs> so up, up we go, and anyway. We, anyway, um, we confirmed. Liam went and confirmed which platform we were going to go from, and so we just went up and waited. Um, <clears throat> the The train trip was wasn't very long. Um, An hour. And it was just. As you went through the mountains, because you you know obviously the, the the trains go up to a degree, but then they go through because they're quite high mountains. The landscape just changes totally, and it's like you're going into another 
another Spain. It is absolutely glorious. Yeah, it's like going from sort of that Mediterranean to a much more lush and green mountainous, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was outstanding. Yeah, and and you do go up up a bit, and the, the wine area was up quite high, wasn't it? And and then the the next part of getting to Aro and um, was uh, another connection I made on. Um, on Instagram through the When in Spain podcast through Chris Lynch from the Spanish Wine Collective, he gave me the the name and the details of a guy called Jose um, who runs a little company or runs his own little business called Taxiaro. And um, he said, this guy's, you know, he's, he's, he's an honest guy. He, he won't overcharge you. You know, he will, you know, he's got really good recommendations. He's, he's the guy to look after you in Aro. So... We, um, I messaged him and Aro, um, Taxi Aro, Jose turned up at um, the train station and waving madly at us. He was so friendly and, um, uh, yeah, really nice guy. Picked us up and took us on the, I don't know, was it 40Ks or something to, to Aro? Yeah, so, um, but, and that was the best thing we could have done because it just takes all the, the, the stress out of whether we're going to get, you know, whether there's going to be a cab there or whether we catch a bus the, the, yeah. the rest of the distance and he was the nicest man and of course Leanne and him uh, spoke Spanish all the way to the uh, to the Eurostar yeah to our accommodation well the thing about speaking Spanish with Jose is um, he he speaks quite good English um, and so if I didn't get a you know a Spanish word I would just say the English word and then he would he understood and then he'd give me the Spanish word without me even having to ask so that and the other thing is, like, it was our have our own little pr- private tour guide, you know? Like, he was pointing out all sorts of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, there was, was no <coughs> questions. Yeah. Sorry, I've got a bit of golf. You are right? <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so our accommodation, can you say that again a bit slower? Los... Uh, Eurostar. Yes. Los Augustinos. Augustinos. Now, this accommodation, um, when I told Jose that's where we were staying, um, the taxi driver, he said... Oh, that is the best in 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 Aro. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and it is like I loved it because it I was. I think you said Benito, Benito, Benito. <laughs> <laughs> See, Pro- yeah, probably probably he did. Um, but this uh, the building we stayed in um, was built in the eighteen hundreds, and it was first um, a convent. A convent. And then it was a military hospital. No, military bar- a military barracks. And then it was a hospital. A military hospital after that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it was a... Prison. Yeah, a jail, a, a, a prison. Um, and then in 1989, um, I remember that year, that was a good year, um, was um, it became accommodation. Yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, so the rooms are the big wide hallways with tight, you know, like really wide, huge rooms, cool, you know, because when we it was quite warm while we were in Aro. So, so Jose dropped us there. Actually, we did make a comment about that. that how well looked after the prisoners must have been. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it was the hotel itself was. Incredible and big they, central courtyard, like massive big yeah, central courtyard, which yeah. is now part of the cafe restaurant. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and and yeah. So you, the the corridors walk around the edge of the the courtyard, and so you can look down. And so each level, I think it was only two or three levels. Anyway, it was yeah, I, I, it was a great great spot. Um, and Jose um, uh, also um, gave us some information about where to, where to go in, in town. So what did we do that afternoon? We Oh, as, oh sorry. 
on the way in, he showed us that area that um, we wanted to go and visit. Estacion. Yeah, the barrio there. Estacion. Si. And what's that, What's that, Tom? What well, that basically is the area where all the bodegas are. And that's probably one of the the, the most uh, influential, influential factors why we actually picked it. Because you basically just go for a short stroll from the centre of town. And it's only a very, very small uh, town. It's like a 10-minute walk. Yeah, 10-minute walk. And you walk over the river and the bodegas are there. So there's, yeah, it's a, a train station which is basically surrounded by wineries. Wineries, and, yeah. yeah. So, um, and they all, all set themselves up next door to each other. And um, so, yes, you can go down there and, and go to... Well, I, I believe there's over 20 bodegas actually in, in Aro town. I don't know, they're not all there at the, the station, but there's quite a few, isn't there? Yeah. And, um, you know, the, you know there've been some of them have been established been established since the early 1800s so you know it's um some of them are absolutely beautiful but um that particular day we were a bit late we'd, we'd been for a bit of a walk we just went down for a bit of a recce really to have a look mm. and then we um because they only open from i think 10 in the morning and sometimes 12 till 3 p.m that's, correct that's it you know so if you're not there by three um, yeah, you can't go in and, and taste their wine. So, yeah, yeah and of course the beauty of it is because it's only a 10-minute stroll, <laughs> there's no designated driver required. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really like going from one wine bar to another. But mm. we went back then and walked around and we saw the swimming pool. Yeah, uh, back into Aro, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and there was a, like a quite a large, large swimming pool just on the outskirts mm. and walked up around, um, had, saw the cathedral, and um, and through the, well, it was not a Plaza Mayor. It's the Plaza de Luz, which is oh da, no Plaza de Paz, which is the Plaza Plaza of Peace, which oh, they, they call the. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've also got like um, you know like a big display of barrels, which have got all the wine bodegas that are in the town. Um, there as well in the in the the main square. I've got some nice photos of that main square area with those um, the barrels too. And they had that um, uh, mural on the wall. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like a full size mural of um, it looked like almost um, comic characters, but it was a policeman and there was a, a, a gentleman that obviously had too, too much, much wine. Too, yeah. too, too much wine. Yeah. But it was really clever. Yeah. See, um, the basically Aro is tiny. Isn't it? Yeah, it's it's it is. Yeah, you wouldn't go to Aro unless you were really interested in in have, trying some wine. Because um, as well as the bodegas that you know we we, we hadn't actually gone into um, at this stage, um, there are uh, quite a few little wine shops selling wines from the different wineries. Actually, just in the main town area too, isn't there? Yeah, it's mm. all about wine. Yeah, the whole town's just all about wine. Yeah, but as we were saying, uh, we came across the. Th- the cathedral that was built in the 16th century. Uh, it's the Santo Tomas. Um, and as we were walking around there, uh, a, a, a lovely elderly gentleman was walking up the stairs and Land decided to try and chat him up. Oh, I think that was the opposite way. He just he was so chatty, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I got about half of what, what he said, um, but he, he basically told me there were 71 stairs that he climbed up, you know, and he was acting like he was rocky. Yeah, then, um, he was telling. He told us where to go and get a nice view, which we did that too, so you can actually see 
you know, sort of from the top of Aro down over the um, the um, beautiful river, the um, Ebro River, and um, over the, the wine areas from there. That was nice too. But he was he was um, he was a, such a lovely guy. And then later on, down <laughs> right. down down when we were down near the the river, down near the Estacion. Um, here he comes around the roundabout, bipping and waving at us. He's in a car this time, you yeah. know, and he's got his hand out the window, you know, Yahoo. And <laughs> he okay. recognised us. I don't think I would have recognised him. We probably stood out a little bit, didn't we? So, so yeah, that was our first, um, our first little uh, day in in Aro with lots of, you know, helpful um, stuff from Jose. And um, yeah, we we really um, did a bit of a, as we said, a bit of a recon, ready for our first day at the Bodegas. As we said, um, Aro is the capital of the La Rioja um, area of Spain, um, but it has a bit of history, Don. Yeah, well, the reason why it became so um, important, well, there's two factors. One was that there was a, um, the, rail, uh, the railway um, made it to Aro and... Um, the the other factor was that the the French had a really bad plague a, la, a, a louse plague in their grapes in their grapes that went right through all their uh, Bordeaux area. So what happened is is that the French then came over and invested in Spain in this particular area and they um, taught them all their methods of how to uh, make the wine. And then, of course, then what happened is that they then, uh, the French imported all the La Rioja wine. And, of course, then because that became so important, the uh, mayor and all the important people in Aro decided to to actually establish a winemaking school um, back in the 1890s. Mm. So it's it's been a pretty big deal there for a long time, and of course, then with the railway station that that obviously transported the the the, the wine to Bordeaux, and um, which is what event you know, firstly established the Estacion. Mm. Makes sense. So. Um, the, some, these bodegas haven't just been built in the, you know, there to, to sell wine to tourists. They they were set up um, around the railway station because yeah. it was yeah. effective and yeah. efficient. Yeah, for for the that's right. Um, but since then, um, they've obviously you know done up buildings and gardens and that sort of thing. So, um, th- well, our first full day, we headed. Um, uh, well, no, first full day. Let me tell you what we started with: a buffet breakfast. To die for at um, Los Augustinos um, in the courtyard wasn't that nice? Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the f- the fruit, the fresh fruit yeah. was. And you know, I'm so glad we did that because something really weird about Aro is it was really hard to find food, like mm. through the day, and then even at night. Um, you know, like it's you know, I thought maybe being a bit smaller, you know, not so touristy, maybe people eat eat a bit earlier, but. There was sometimes we couldn't get we couldn't get food at all. Yeah. We? So um, to try and find a, even to find a coffee was was difficult. Um, so I'm so glad we did the brekkie thing. Um, and of course I do the little you know get the big serviette and chuck some muffins in there and wrap them up for later. Um, you know as you do they, they, I, 
I don't know. I think people are expected to steal food from buffets. That's just my opinion. Um, and I'm just saving food that I didn't eat then to later. That's my um, uh, excuse for it anyway. So after our big um, brekkie, we were quite late because we... And the other reason I wanted a big brekkie is because we're going down to drink wine, right? Um, and you can't... I can't drink wine on a on an um, empty stomach. So off we go down on our little um, walk down to the um, uh, uh, Barrio de Estación, uh, where all the, the bodegas are. And we do what any, you know, um, wine-drinking fan would do. We stop at the first one. <laughs> yeah, Muga. <laughs> it's spelled M-U-G-A. Um, it was a pretty hot day again, like it was yeah, up in the 40s. this is when the heat waves was on, that's right. So, you know, it was getting right up near 40 degrees and, um, we, yeah, we weren't going to walk too far that day. And, um, and not, you know, like, honestly, they, let me describe this, this place to you. It's, it's like this big old beautiful brick building. It's got ivy climbing up the walls. It's got, um, like a little balcony out. It's got some, like a little, um, uh, courtyard area, you know, it's just shady. They've got the red flowers, you know, it's just got, they've got big bottles of wine on, on display, and you know the waiters are walking around in their all their their lovely uniforms, and you know it's it's pretty pretty flash. So you know it wasn't hard to decide to to stop there, um, but and and then you know that that's this one, and then the next one's got you know like an even you know maybe a different sort of size, build bigger, and and you know they're just they're all. Um, no, they're not like the full size wineries we have at home, but each one really is individual um and sure. you just walk around and have a look at them all but we stopped at Muga, didn't we yeah well and that was established in 1932 um we started off with uh, a cava which is the spanish champagne, champagne um to toast alexander i oh, see si, mi nieto mm. si, my new grandson si. and then we had a rosé and then we had a vino blanco mm. and that was uh, mainly a a Viura uh, grape, and we had some selected cheeses. Mm. <clears throat> For me, I the, the the guy that served us was only a young guy. I don't know whether it was his first day or yeah, he had it definitely hadn't been there long. And the guy, another guy, came over and made him give us a bit more wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so when we say wine tasting, sorry, Don, just interrupt. But when we say wine tasting, it's not like you stand there and they put a little bit in you, and you you know you do all the stuff and smell it and sniff it and. No, this you actually go there and you buy wine. Yeah, so just, you're, just yeah, wine. So, yeah. you're just drawing a glass of wine, mm, mm. basically. Buying glass but of wine. But you do expect probably, a, I expect a little bit more information on the wine. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, you're not on a wine tour. No. You're, you're, it's almost like just going to a wine bar. Except it's a really nice wine bar. Oh, yeah, and it, it was beautiful and the cheese was lovely. We, he gave us more information about the cheese than the wine, actually. Um, but yeah, it was great. Um, and then we headed off to our second um, wine winery. Yeah, it was the La Rioja Alta SA, and that was established in 1890. The well, I'll let Land describe the. Well, this one you walked in through a sort of a, a, a dry, sweeping driveway. And, you know, on the left-hand side, they've, they've obviously got, a, you know, accommodation and, and conference rooms. And then, you know, you're walking through. The garden is just white flowers. So, uh, you know, uh, with the backdrop of, of, of the green was 
beautiful, you know, so you're walking in through this sweeping driveway and then they've got the paving, you know, that terracotta colour with the, the beautiful green plantings and then, you know, like all the different, um, you know, the, the white flowers on, on the bushes and, and on, as ground covers and, and because it was, you know, it was stinking hot by this time, we didn't actually sit outside in the pergola area, which would have been divine. Um, uh, we went inside, which was actually um, very modern, wasn't it? Wine yeah, it was yeah. very modern, very elegant. Mm. Um, the whole place really reeked of elegance. Yeah, sure. For me, oh, look at you go with and, your describing words. Well, even even <laughs> even the, the the lady that was doing the serving behind the counter, it almost seemed like she was part of the owners. Yeah, like she just was very elegant. She looked the part. Nice. She knew exactly what she was doing. This must have been a doing. pretty good winery too because there were people buying boxes of it here. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's a very, very well-known winery. Mm. I did. I sort of looked up all of Mooga, both Mooga and this winery um, and did a little bit of research on the old Google and they're very, very, very well-respected. Mm. So what did we have there? Like I had a red didn't I have the, the Reserver? Yeah, we had the Reserver. Um, I went up to the lady and, and said, look, we don't really know that much about um, uh, Vino Tinto mm. in um, Spain. Spain. Um, anyway, she gave me the, uh, the, the Reserver. It was €6 Euro, um, per glass, which is Quite expensive. Quite expensive. Spanish. That's like $9 Australian. And she said, try this. She said it's our best seller for a good reason. Mm, and, and, that, and that was really all the description I got. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think part of it is to that we're not Spanish speakers. Mm. So, you know, there's pretty Speak limited... Speak for yourself. Yeah, well, sorry, Leanne does. <laughs> but for me, I was the one that was going up to the bar, so I'm the one with the... Um, limited Spanish, and uh, I think that you know um, maybe they thought they'd be wasting their breath by trying to explain it's to me. Just trying to so, so that was that was lovely, wasn't it? But we we did take our time because it was you know we're inside, it's aircon, and we know we've got to walk back up the hill. We we decided um, we probably had enough wine for the middle of the day, didn't we? Well, we sort of decided really before we even left. We said we're just going to do two wineries today, mm. um, and we'll come back. And we'll yeah. come back. Yeah, um, so. But the, look, that particular La Rioja Alta, mm. I preferred that more than the, the Muga. Um, but but in saying had, that, they were both good. Yeah, but then we had some Muga at a restaurant we went to, which was really nice too. So sure. Just that, well, I guess they're the ones we you go for because you know them now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that it was. We were going. Uh, so we had to walk home, and yeah, it was. It was definitely over forty degrees. So I'm so glad that we had a lovely, cool, air-conditioned, spacious um, room in an old jail to, um, um, you know, keep us cool in the in that hot part of the day be, um, before we headed out at at night. Um, anything else about the the wineries that you want to add there today, darling? Just no. Oh, uh, just that. Really, just the elegance. Mm. You know, you can tell there's a lot of money. Sure, and we did mention there's a, the, there was there's about twenty bodegas actually in um, in in and around Aro Aro, yeah. it's, itself. So, you know, it's a great. It, there's a lot of Spanish people come from Madrid. It's only about three hours from Madrid. Yeah. Um, and come for weekends and and you know just spend their time you know going out to wineries and you know 
in, in town um, and, and the wineries around the area as well. So, yeah, you definitely need to be a bit of a wine lover to, to go to Aro. See you Yeah. Okay, now I'm excited. Now we're going to tell you all about um, oh, one of the places in Spain that I'd never heard of and it's probably one of those wow places that I'll never forget. Sino. Yeah, it was uh, highly recommended by Jose, our, our taxi man. Um, the town is called La Guardia. Mm. It's, um, which is like the guard area. Which yeah, is- and it's about 630 metres about above sea level. It's basically just on a hill. Um, and it's medi- it's a medieval city, so it's a walled city. There's about five entrances to it, and it is unbelievably beautiful. Yeah, so we're driving up, um, you know, the, a bit of a windy road, and um, we, we get we get dropped off right at the lookout area outside the walls of the city, and um, you can just see for miles and miles and miles and basically vineyard after vineyard after vineyard and there's some of the the really big famous um, architectural design vineyards you can see in the distance and then behind that you have that mountain range don't you yeah um um, is that the sierra cantabria correct yeah um like wow bloody wow it was yeah like i'm just like we, we've been dropped into a little fairy tale wine, you know, medieval village here. Like I had no idea how, what it was like. I thought I don't know. I don't, didn't really know what to expect, but I was. We were wowed, and um, we also were recommended to do a, a wine tour there. Um, but we had a bit of time to fill in before we did that. Um, so we we headed in through the the main sort of gates to the or arch to the city, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, once again, just like beautiful old buildings and little windy streets. It's not that big. It's only had like three no, or four no, no, main no. streets. <clears throat> no, it's a, there's only, there's only fifteen hundred inhabitants okay. of it, and um, it's actually located in the southern uh, province of Alava in the north of Spain. So it's actually in the Basque Country, right? It is. Yeah. So it's uh, it belongs to the region of Rioja Alavesa in the Basque Autonomous Community. It is the municipal chartered was granted in 1164. Whatever that means, it sounds so, Well, it just means, it? yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's when it was established, 1164. So yeah. it's pretty old. Really old. So we had a, a bit of a wander around the streets and, you know, like, oh, some towns just go all out. You know, like they've got the balconies with the beautiful um, flowers and the, the cobblestone streets, just there wasn't a thing out of place in this in this little village. It was pristine, and and as we're walking around, we then come across like the I guess one of the main plazas, yeah. you know. And there's this lady sitting there playing piano accordion, you yeah. know, and the Spanish flag waving above her head, and the beautiful little shopping uh, shops around the edge of the the plaza. Um, yeah, it was just all. Actually, it was almost too much to take in. It was so beautiful. Um, Only tiny place. Like it was like you could probably walk around the the wall of the city in about a thirty minutes. Like well, it was we sort a, of did, didn't we? Yeah, it was. So, it was, but it was almost like fantasy. Yeah, it, it was. was uh, it's almost impossible to describe mm. 
the feelings you had just seeing it was mm. that beautiful. And I will, um, you know, there's, there, I include quite a few pictures from LaGuardia because I took so, so many um, of them. But, um, but once again, um, Jose uh, recommended a, a wine tour this time, not just a visit to a, a winery. Um, and we went to um, this, uh, at one o'clock I think we had to turn up, and it was Casa... Um, uh, per- Primicia. Primicia. And... Um, so yeah, we go we go in through this little old door, and um, you confront not confronted, but you can see old um, you know brickwork, and um, there's sort of glass on the floor, which is you can see down into um, like cellars and things, can't you? So um, yeah, we go on that wine tour, which you loved, didn't you? Yeah, I, well, it, well, it was two things I love: history and wine. <laughs> and it was about both of them, and the and the. Oh, uh, what about me? The casa oh, yeah, I, and you, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the casa Primacia is yes. the old uh, oldest civil building in the medieval town of Laguardia. Mm. The place where the church received the the taxes of the peasants since yes. the fifteenth century. So originally, the church must have. So this, what we're talking about, this was a church. Yeah. Right. So yes, the winery that we went to visit was originally a church, and um, uh, they would charge, as I said, people taxes, and their taxes would be to bring um, grapes. Their grapes, you know. And so the church had these big storage rooms, um, four of them that, that held like twenty thousand um, kilos or something of, of um, no, that can't be right. But it was massive, you know, and they'd fill them all up and make the, make wine out of them, the church. Yeah, and then the poor peasants would buy back their grapes, but now they're now the whole wine. So yeah, they, had they to got buy them taxed back. and then they had to buy it back. But, <laughs> but tell, them, s- tell them how the, the, they actually stored the wine, like how, how they took the wine home. Well, they took the wine home in a big um, goat skin. Like, Correct. <laughs> looked like you're carrying this great big bloated goat on your shoulder. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we went into where the, the grapes were held in the church and... The, the the walls are stained red from the the grapes, right? Yep. Um, so that was fascinating. And then um, they dug out caves. Underneath. Caves, yeah, yeah. They must have had some some caves sort of framework there yeah. and tunnels because they were talking about tunnels going from one side to the other, and um, you know. But they made them, um, you know, so they would store wine. Yeah, and they, and they were like they, they they were built over nine hundred years ago. Yeah. So and then they had all the like the escape tunnels. Yeah. As well, like it was incredible. Um, yeah, because this originally I think was like a a lookout town, wasn't it? You yeah, know? because yeah. because it of its um, position, obviously. Um, yeah. But in these caves, they used to take dogs down with them, and if the dogs sort of killed over, they knew that they had to get up pretty quick or started. Good. Didn't kill over. It started getting a bit wonky on its legs. Yeah, because of the um, the See, lack of oxygen yes, and yes. the increase in the CO two. So they um, eventually realised they could put like a, a tunnel up to the the, the land um, and get air in. So, yeah, the, uh, the oxygen in. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. oxygen in. So yeah, we wandered around in the in the caves and the tunnels and you know look yeah they at, actually take you down into the to, yeah. into it and it's uh it's quite cool down there and it's quite moist down yeah. there um very very I interesting have gone down without electricity though back in the day oh no way 
like wow that was um yeah so it was really interesting and we got lots of information and um you know about um this place but what happened was then you know the, i think the church became abandoned and you know uh, over time and then a a, a a local man um juan madrid um Correct. Decided he wanted to sort of make, you know, LaGuardia the heart of um, the Rio, La Rioja area, I think. And, um, you know, he wanted to bring this building back to life, and didn't he? And, and that's why it was turned into a, um, like a wine cellar. And yeah, well, when, uh, when it's only been, uh, it hasn't been that long that they actually have had this building. Because as Leanne said, it had been abandoned for a long time. And um, I think... Yeah, um, Juan Madrid had gone to the council, and eventually the council came in and just said, "Look, to the to, to the previous owner, um, you have to sell it." Mm. And then that's when they found all the underground. Um, he thought he was buying an old church mm. originally, but then he found all underneath um, the Roman, or not the Roman, the. Um, how Just the, the old vats yeah. and that. And but they found evidence of wine dating back even further than they thought, like back, yeah. you know. like Roman like, times. They actually said Roman times. That's so, what I got. Yeah, so this um, place, which was now, you know, now a wine, wine place, you know, it was a church that was making wine. Previous to it being a church, there was someone there making wine as well. So, yeah. you know, like for thousands of years that wines have been made in, in this um And little... that's why they call it the Primus Primacia. Uh-huh. The first. The first, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um Juan Madrid um died I think before he saw everything come to fruition, but now his sons and grandsons are um are running the business. And a, a really nice touch on the bottles of wine at oh, um I yeah. forgot. Yeah. They um they they've got a thumbprint of um uh Juan Madrid and it's on the it's on the label and they make it look like a grape, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's really um. It's uh, that sounds a bit dicky, I know, but it does look. It was fa- it was really good. I thought that was a nice touch. Oh, I thought it was one of the best marketing. Yeah. Uh, labels because it's his. It's a story, right? He brought yeah. that, that that to life. So, um. So yeah, we then we went and did a wine tasting, um, which sure. is part of the tour. So you you pay to have a tour, and then you part of, part of that is you get to taste a couple of the wines. And we learnt something about um, wine tasting that we'd never had before in all the wineries we've been to. What what did they do, Don? Yeah, the the young lady that was looking after us, she said, pick up your white serviettes, which were there, and tip the glass so that you're looking basically through the wine to the serviette and it'll give you the true colour of the wine and it does like it was totally and I'd never ever heard of it before well I saw the because there was other two other people on the wine tour with us and I saw the the lady next to me who was very glamorous you know and she picked up the, the serviette and put her wine glass on there I'm like what are you doing like, yeah. you know um but yeah so that was um a bit a new uh, way to look at wine for us. We'll have to take that one back to Adrian, won't we? Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll, I'll, obviously, uh, I've got a be- sorry. I've got a beautiful photo of a wine glass, red wine, through the windows. We're right now up the top of this um, uh, winery and down over all the the vineyards. You have to go to the website <clears throat> beachtravelwine.com and and check out the um, the show notes for this and and just check the beautiful photos there. So. Um, 
Yeah, the, I think that the, the wine tour is definitely more focused on the history than probably the wine. But uh, I know that uh, I had a look at, uh, again, did a bit of Googling on uh, Primus, the Primus Sea Winery. Um, they've won everything in the <laughs> that, world. To, that you can win on wines, right? On wine. Well, I mean, the amount of awards, gold medals, just I'll incredible. put a link to to the to it in... Um, in the in the show notes on our website as well. So, um. and the, the in in Spain they have uh, what they call a pyramid of wine, cool. and um, the top of the pyramid is the Vino de Pago, uh, and the lady was explaining how that actually works, and they um, where they uh, it's all about the grape, mm-hmm. one grape. Um, they can't use um, grapes from another estate close to them. It all has to be the one grape. And she also said how, you know, you can't have pesticides and all that sort of stuff. So they have to buy out the area around them <laughs> to make sure that there's no pesticides. And that's why it's so expensive. Yeah, so that's why it's expensive and, and really good quality, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So we really, as you can tell, love that uh, wine tour and the history and, as Lyle said, the two things he loves most in the world, history and wine. Oh, I, I know, that's not correct. <laughs> anyway, we did a little bit more of a wander around La Guardia. It was getting quite hot, so we decided we'd have some lunch. Um, and we, we, we were recommended a place, but unfortunately they, um, they were closed that day for a day off, so we went and found a, a nice sort of restaurant <clears throat> right on the edge of um, the escarpment, the escarpment um, called Café... Blanc- uh, Blanca. Blanca. Um, you know, that, that was so friendly. You know, come on in and he put us at a table right at the window there. Now you want to sit over here where the view is and... Um, yeah, he was smooth. He was smooth. Yeah. And um, uh, Liam was speaking to him in Spanish and uh, he told Leon how well she spoke Spanish of course, that put a smile on Leanne's face, and then um, somehow it came about that um, Leanne had just had a new grandchild, and 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 it was her eighth, and he couldn't believe that someone you know looked so young as Leanne could have eight children. So Leanne, eight grandchildren, eight grandchildren, uh, three children, eight grandchildren, and I don't think that Leanne cared whether uh, what he what dinner was, uh, lunch was like because she just liked one his name was. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the smoothest dude I'd ever come across. Yeah, well, you know, it's nice to get some compliments and speak Spanish. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and he was so right, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the view was lovely. Like, it was a, just a, a really nice place to sit and um, we, just, we just chatted about how beautiful the city was and what a nice um, tour we'd had and how much we'd learnt and we were feeling, you know, pretty pretty proud of ourselves that you know like pretty happy with our day weren't we yeah i, I think we were when, amazed actually at LaGuardia. Yeah. yeah yeah it was just unbelievable but it didn't end there then um you know we, what we had to do was let um uh jose um know when we were ready about giving about half an hour um so we decided we would walk around the outside of the city um back around to our pickup point um and that's what we did, and like wow, the 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 path, the trees, 
the grass, the gardens. There's an old castle sort of now that's, well, I don't know if it's old or it's built to look old, you know, accommodation there. Just all around this head, headland, they've landscaped the, the gardens and, you know, there's a hedge sort of you know, right on the edge and as you're walking around, you've got these big, beautiful, shady trees and the paths and, and the, the ancient buildings on one side and on the other side you've got the the vineyards, you know, um, just rolling down to the hills which then turn into the um, Sierra um, Cantabria, right? Yeah. Like, it's just the most stunning landscape you can imagine and... We, I just, I just took photo after photo, and and we just stopped and just were in awe of how beautiful it was, you know, with the mountain backdrop and, and you know, as, as we, you know, we went round. There's a beautiful little children's playground, and then there's a rotunda, and, um, yeah, we could have just, you know, just sat there and taken that all in for ages. In fact, I did. I, th- I sometimes I get overwhelmed with how amazing things are, and I just have to sit and, you know, take take it in. So we, um. So, yeah, so that was that was nice, wasn't it? We got all the way back around um, to the, the, the first lookout point um, just in time for Jose to pick us up. Yeah, yeah, and I, I suppose I'm going to give Jose a bit of a, a rap here in that um, I, I, I can't even remember what it was. I think it was about €40 Euro each way, which sounds a lot, but if you had to go and hire a car um, and, mm. you know, you, we're... You're in, say, somewhere for seven days. How many of those days you actually use the car and that sort of thing? You don't. Um, I just think it's the most convenient, effective way to get sure. around. Uh, yeah, and that, that's right. And so you can actually, you know, get pay someone to take you there and you can't get there without a car. No. No, so... Um, but, yeah, we only need to do that one-day trip there. And, um, you know, we did everything Jose recommended, you know, and it was spot on, you know. Yeah, well, we wouldn't we wouldn't know LaGuardia exists. No, but never But for Jose. Yeah, yeah, we'd heard, yeah exactly. Um, and he went out of his way to sort of take us pa- past the, um, and I, I should have the name of this, but it was like, it's like the famous, you know. Um, it's the same guy that designed... Something. It's the same guy that designed the Guggenheim... Guggenheim Museum in, Museum. in Bilbao, see. And he's done a winery there. But they've got it um, basically barricaded off to us plebs. You know, you have to be, you know, like people like Brad Pitt go and stay there. The, the rich and the famous go yeah, there. And, yeah, um, But, you know, he did he did drive us past so we could have a look and that was really... Um, it is pretty fancy, I have to say. Oh, look, we... It, it just... There's guards everywhere and that sort of thing, and we could have to got go to in. a winery. Yeah, to go to a winery, <laughs> we could have got in, but to me it was like, well, if you don't want to take my money, if it's that hard, yeah, you know, all I want to do is spend some money. So I, you know, we both land and I looked at each other and said, well, you know, like you can stick it. Like, yeah, we'll just. We were so happy. We were still on our LaGuardia. high from Laguardia. Laguardia, see, see, see. So, all right, La, let's uh, go to. Um, have you got anything else you want to add? Sorry, before I ask the the, the three thousand dollar question. Um, not really. I just think we like we found the food in Aro. Um, a tad disappointing. A tad disappointing. Do you know what we did? But we one night the plaza was packed full of people, and no, everyone's drinking, but nobody's eating. There is no food, as I said before, available. Um, 
And so we might have gone early because we were hungry. You know, we just, you know, we can wait to 8 o'clock but not 8.30 or 9. And the next night we went out looking for somewhere to eat. The places that were pumping at 8 o'clock, 8.30, were still closed. They weren't even going to open till 9. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I couldn't quite figure it out. And um, actually, actually, that's a good call because I'll take back the quality of the food so I was saying the quality of the food wasn't that good. I think it was that just the lateness because we had um, food at Beethoven's. Yes. And my meal was, I had the veal with the, the pate. It was beautiful. We had cutlets, lamb cutlets at the hotel mm. where we were staying. Yeah, they were nice. They were beautiful. Yeah. Um, We've I had did, dessert there. Yeah. <laughs> We'd go yeah. home and have dessert there. Yeah, so we had some nice food. So, we did, so yeah, that's a bit unfair. But I, mm. I just think... It's so late. Yeah, it was, and and you know we'd been waiting all day, and it was so hot, and um, yeah, yeah, that's so, another thing. That yeah, you but I just take into there was there wasn't really the the consistency of knowing what time something opened. You know, they just didn't have a time. You know, so we just opened at nine o'clock tonight, and you see, so you go there thinking they'll be open because they were at eight o'clock, and they they just weren't. So that was a that was a bit um, bit weird. Um, so uh, I oh. think. Um, Ooh. You got chatting to, Ooh, chatting uh, the, to someone else. Um, mm. the barman at... at, at um, oh, another barman. The uh, Eurostar Los... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Else. Where was our accommodation, yeah. Another Spanish chat. <laughs> yeah, and he was such a nice guy. Yeah. 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 I had no idea what they were talking about, but Leanne seemed to be enjoying the conversation. Yeah. But right. they were just very friendly. Yeah. So, Aro, um, we went there to enjoy some wines of the La Rioja region. Did we achieve that? Most definitely we did. Sure. And um, with that nice little absolute divine little um, town of or village of La Guardia, you know, thrown in there, that was just unexpected and one of my favourite memories of our Spain trip um, so far. For me... um I'd like to add also just the unbelievable landscape of that La Rioja area is just Mm. spectacular. So where was your favourite place to have a vino in in Aro slash La Guardia? Um, Mm. It certainly wasn't in that Irish pub. No, the black Um, and red one. Smelled of smoke. Uh, um, (laughs) I'd have to say um, at the winery. Um, tour in La Guardia, looking out over the the vineyards. You know the red wine I was having. That's my favourite place. La, I, I keep forgetting what it's called. Called, sorry, um, Primacia. Primacia. Yeah, yeah, Casa Primacia. That's that's my favourite place. And you? Uh, mm. I'm probably going to go La Guardia too. Mm. But uh, Cafe Blanca. Ah, uh, where we had lunch. Where we had lunch. Yeah. He was such a nice bloke. Yeah. And probably the nicest wine I had um, was the Reserva at um, La Rioja Alta. Um, yeah, I really Agreed. enjoyed that. Yeah, you too. Agreed. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, Aro is the place to go if you love wine, for sure. sure. Um, there's not a lot there to do besides eat late and there's and, and nothing there to and, do. and wine, um, but. You don't need to love wine to go to LaGuardia and to visit the La Rioja area. Like it is no. the the just the landscape um, and that little village. You'll never see anything like that 
anywhere in the world. It's it's um, spectacular. And try not to do it when it's 42 degrees. Yeah, well, we didn't mean it to be 42 degrees. No, I know it that. Did, it, did, it did take it, the shine off it a little bit, but um, just because we had to be indoors a bit more than we Yeah, we liked. were. We, probably, we definitely would have done more... Uh, Bodegas. Bodegas. But 42 degrees, walking, drinking wine, just doesn't mix, you know, uh, unfortunately. So, yeah, we, we um, definitely recommend you go there to try out the wines, for sure. See or not? See. Well, as I said, go to to see the show notes and all the pictures from um, this episode um, on www.beachtravelwine.com or you can actually go to Instagram and go to the story highlights up the top and click on Aro and you there you'll see the videos I've taken of our our wanders around the bodegas and 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 LaGuardia and the, and the wine tour we did um, and have a look there. So um, we'll see you next time from our international podcast studio. It's uh, hasta luego from me. And it's hasta luego from me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>